Hello and welcome to Breaking Down Bad Books, a podcast analysing trashy bestsellers from a literary perspective. Following my breakdown of Stephanie Meyer's Twilight, I'll be digging deep into the raunchy Twilight fanfic turned erotic romance, Fifty Shades of Grey. Although I'm not sure romance is the best word to use. Join me every Monday and Friday for chapter by chapter analysis of the book that Salman Rushdie said made Twilight look like war and peace. You can listen on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, or visit breakingdownbadbooks.com for all the listen links and contact information. I have a feeling that it's going to get awkward, but let's get through this together. Happy reading. This is where the gaslighting gets really good. My nickname around these parts is Dead Weight. I haven't been considering scissoring. I'm prepared to travel in time. We were deep into an Adam Sandler rabbit hole on this podcast. How did that happen? A lifetime of Hallmark. Well, hello, everybody. It is your favorite day of the week. It is time for another episode of A Lifetime of Hallmark, where we watch movies on both Lifetime and the Hallmark Channel and try to make sense of them. I'm Les Kirkendall Barrett. Hello, Jason Bowers. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett. Oh, and hello, Kirk Fitzpatrick. <laughs> hello. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett. Hello, Jason Bowers. And hello, special guest star, Hallmark screenwriter, Nina Weinman. Hi, Nina. Yeah. Welcome Hi. back to the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we, we had Nina you. on a, a couple of years ago. Uh, I forget. I'm it was. I remember what we talked about. I, I couldn't remember what movie that uh, was. Do you remember? We did a couple of your movies. We did uh, oh, Christmas we- at Dollywood, but I don't think we talked about that. We talked about... Yeah, this is about a year before that. We saw Pride, Prejudice, and Mistletoe, so it may have been that one. so then it was probably about, what, 2018, 2019, maybe? Yeah, I think that's about right. Well, either way, welcome back. Uh, And for those that have been listening to the podcast, they know that Nina and I uh, have known each other for a very long time because Nina and I used to be neighbors, and we used Mm -hmm. to do improv together. And Nina, I have a little bit of a beef with you right now. Okay, Ooh. why? Over, so Nina and I used to do these characters uh, when we were doing improv, when we, we wanted to comment on the action. Uh, we were highly caffeinated morning talk show hosts, uh, Bink Jackson and Misty McAllister. And Nina's yeah. been trying to write Bink into a movie for years and finally almost got it to the finish line, but then it didn't happen. Okay. Ah. Yes, it did. So it didn't happen in playing Cupid. But it did happen in Don't Go Breaking My Heart, also formerly known as Break Up Boot Camp, which airs this coming Saturday. Okay. Break Up Boot Camp. Full Bink and Misty in this one. Hmm. Hmm. So I put them, and it's different actors, but anytime in any movie that I need either newscasters or like a morning show, like cheesy morning show hosts. I always bring it back to me and Jason as Bink and Misty. And so they will show up in future movies too. It's I, always Bink. I, ju- I just want to appear as Bink though. I'm a little upset that oh. I haven't been cast. I'm thinking um, they could have their own movie. Okay. I think you guys could, yes. could, could just, could just uh, carry a movie with these characters. I love a Bink and Misty movie, but here's the problem with that. You got to be Canadian. <laughs> this is true. Can you be Canadian? That's Nina's advice to anyone uh, yeah. wanting to be in a homework movie. You got to be a Canadian. Can you be Canadian? Yeah. If you can, I will do everything I can to make this happen. <laughs> Get to work, gentlemen. Out there. I wonder if people say that to like 
aspiring actors to discourage them. You got to be Canadian. Give up your dreams. Like, oh, you want to work as an actor? Go to Canada. I think uh, everyone listening needs to update the special skills on their acting resume. And, you know, right above where it says you rollerblade, uh, it needs to say Canadian. Well, guess what? I, I have access to Canadian citizenship. Because my husband is a Canadian citizen. Ah, so, hmm. so you could do like hmm. it's called like landed. You could work up there because you're married to a Canadian citizen, like landed resident or some sort of. You have to be wow. there and pay taxes there, but I don't know. There's something that you can marry marry a Canadian too, Jason. Then you can go be bank. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Done. Check. <laughs> that sounds good. So I, I might marry. I I have not properly honored Bank and Misty yet. I can marry Anne Murray. Is she she's still around? I think so. I All right, know. I'm in. You're Canadian? She's Canadian. Well, I got to advance my career. Yeah, yeah. That's assuming I, Anne Murray wants to marry you, though. Alanis yeah. Morissette. I'd be. Yeah. I'd, I'd be interested in that. Actually, that's that's more that's that's more age appropriate for me. Yeah, she is married. Yeah. Though. Oh, is she? Okay. Well, back to Anne Murray. <laughs> 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 can I can I play a little game? I have a list of four movies, and Nina wrote three of them. One of them she didn't, so she okay. has to guess. <laughs> she has to guess? I didn't write. Okay. <laughs> you have to say which one that you did oh not God, write. I get this right? These are, these are Hallmark. Well, you, you might win something. I hope you get it right. <laughs> okay. Oh Here we go. These are, all, these are all Hallmark movies now. Um, homegrown Christmas, mm-hmm. Switched at Christmas, mm-hmm. Operation Christmas, and coming home for Christmas. Okay, so I did not write anything switched to Christmas. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> what do I win? <laughs> you win that applause. That was a cute little game, wasn't it? <laughs> what, Kurt, what would have happened if she had gotten that wrong? It was tense. It got really tense there. Could you imagine? I was like, God, I hope he doesn't throw me for a loop and, and switch things up. So, need to talk to us about uh, Breakup Boot Camp. Breakup Boot Camp. Well, it was originally called Breakup Boot Camp. Okay. And now it's... Uh, called Don't Go Breaking My Heart, because evidently there is somebody who has a breakup boot camp in, like, New Jersey, and she trademarked it. So oh, okay. Oh, well, oh. Getting free advertising on a Lifetime of Hallmark podcast. You what? They're getting free advertising on a Lifetime of Hallmark <laughs> podcast. Right. Then, clearly. She did not want, would not let us use it. She did not want, they were like, it's kind of advertising for you, but I guess she didn't want it. She didn't okay. want it to happen. That's so. fair. What? What in the name of God is a breakup boot camp? I hate to further advertise this to people and get off the subject, but. Well, I don't know what we're saying. <laughs> I, I don't know. I didn't want, I purposely when I found out about this, like didn't want to look into it because I don't want to know um, what she does. And I didn't find out about it till after it was mostly written um, that we were having this issue. It was pretty much, you know, done. But um, ours is just, I, uh, we broke it down into, like, I had to make this up. It doesn't, as far as I knew at the time, it doesn't exist. So I had to make up, what is this breakup boot camp? So we split it up by weeks where it's like trust and, and, and fear and all these different weeks where she just has them challenge themselves to do some sort of activity exercise 
um, they go to an escape room and that's about, you know, trusting people and they do uh, salsa classes and that's about closeness. And, and so they just do, we just broke it up so that they like learn to get over this relationship. It's not, we didn't want it to be like a bunch of people sitting in a circle, you know, singing and holding hands and doing this big talk therapy kind of thing. So we wanted it to be really active and really fun. So that was the breakup boot camp we created. These people who are trying to get over a broken heart join this boot camp. Hmm. I love that. Yeah. I feel like it sh- I should do this business. You really yeah. should. I created this business. It sounds kind of healthy. It, it sounds like a healthy thing. Yeah. We've been advocating that that you know for all of the movies that that we watch from uh, you know both of the networks that we talk about that there are opportunities here to monetize this beyond just showing the movie and, and selling ads during so. them. Ooh. Yeah, I think so. I mean, for this, this wasn't something that existed, and we went. I mean, we were ran the gamut of like, what do we want this to be? You know, what at first we were like, do we want it to be more talky? Do we want it to be? Uh, you know, like a, a self-help group, or do we want it to be something active? So we really took our took a lot of time and care into inventing what this thing is. So Hallmark Channels break up boot camps, but we can call it that. It would be just Hallmark Channels. Don't go breaking my heart camp. Wow. Well, get get your reality show going because that's a good idea for a is, reality yeah. show. Yes. Uh, now, in your movie, is there then a romance between like two people who've broken up or, and they're on the oh, rebound? Yeah. Well, that what happens? Okay. Romance, but okay. in this movie, it's uh, Ryan Pavey is Uh-oh. the star, and then Italia Ricci is the female lead, and she runs Miranda's breakup boot camp. And she created this sort of as she was trying to get over her own broken heart and it helped her. But she's a person who just throws herself into things and is always moving, 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 moving. Because once you stop, then you think. And she doesn't want to think about this marriage that just didn't work out. Well, she's a Hallmark heroine. And the one thing I say about a Hallmark heroine is that she's very busy, very busy. So busy. She's too busy for love. She's too busy to stop. But I don't think I don't think we've seen a a movie where the romance is on the rebound. People are on the rebound. Have we seen that before? Too that like a big thing is he's like don't date anybody on the rebound. And so then this guy comes into her group, and that was another thing that we had. His sister has just been dumped, and he's also a guy who's like. You don't need to do this. You just you get over it and you move on and you go on to the next thing. So he's sort of the same in that he's never dealt with. And he's recently been broken up with, too. But he's never really dealt with his. He doesn't deal with his breakups. He just like moving on. We, he compartmentalizes his life. So he um, goes with his sister and he's a little combative. He's a little bit like this is silly, right? Like this is like just, you know, why do we have to? Be so proactive about it. Just get over it and move on. And so they butt heads a little bit, he and the teacher. And she, and his sister's like, you know what? You don't need to come back. So then his boss sees the binder that is on his desk. And he's like, he's a, a magazine writer. Okay. And he does these investigative pieces. And he's just brought down this big Ponzi scheme. So his boss is like, oh, 
you went to this? And he's like, oh, yeah, but I went with my sister, but I'm not going back. And the boss is like, no, we got to find out. Is this one of those silly fads? Go back. So he has, So then he has to go back and he has to try and make nice after he's already been a little combative. And then, you know, stuff happens and more yeah. stuff happens. And maybe they like each other a little bit at some point. Yeah. In time. There, there's a meet cute mm-hmm. where there's frustration against each other and they end up falling in love. As they should. Well, they're cute. They're me cute. They kind of, well, I don't want to give too much away. It's fun. It's fun. It's, it's, it's a, it's a cute, fun romance. And I can't wait. The supporting cast, we have a lot of fun people in the group that we wanted to really kind of delve into the fun of these characters in the group with them. One of them being Bink Williams, not Bink Jackson, because Bink Jackson did not clear. So the woman at one point says, oh my goodness, that's Bink Williams. I watch him every morning. I'm like, no, Bink Williams does not sound right to me. (laughs) So there's a real guy with that Bink name. With the original Bing Jackson. There is a Bing Jackman. Bing Jackson. Yeah. We could not. We could not do Bing Jackson, which was Hmm. great. If you would only give permission, do you also have to get clearance for the title? Because that's a yeah. That was why we use it. Yeah. Oh, I guess that wasn't an issue because I thought maybe they were licensing the song, and you know, Elton John is not cheap, so. They did not license the song. As well, far as they I sometimes know. license the song, but it's a, they'll have somebody else sing it, so it's it's a much so less that's expensive a version. Cheaper than the master recordings, like they can license a song, and they just have to license the publishing mm-hmm. and not the master recording. But I don't, as far as I know, I haven't seen the final. I haven't seen it since the rough cut, and during the rough cut, it was still called Break a Boot Camp. So uh-huh. I don't know if they, uh, I don't know if they license the song. <laughs> What was the, the title cleared? What was it like? Sh- I assume it's difficult filming during COVID times, but how did that change your process as the writer? Where you're, most of your work is done before the filming starts. Yeah, I mean the the big difference is I like to be there in the beginning for the first couple of days. I'm usually on set for the first couple of days just because I like to watch and tone and, and make sure that everything is what we've been talking about all along. Cause one of the things is the director comes on very, very late in the game on these movies. And the director has probably just come off another movie post-production of another movie comes right back on this, uh, comes right onto this and hasn't been there through the, we've gone through three or four drafts to get to this point. We've tried things. The network made us change things and, so once you get to that point where there is a, and the producers are there and the producers are dealing with this, but nobody knows the script. I feel like nobody knows the script better than me because I have had my nose in it four different times, uh-huh. it, rewriting it sometimes. And on this one, we, there was one that was a page one rewrite. It was a massive overhaul. Um, so I like to be there just because I'm a little bit of a control freak, but I like to just make sure that everything that we've talked about all from day one is what's happening once this whole new group of people who haven't been privy to all of these conversations come on board, and now they're in charge of the vision. Right. So I do like to be there in the beginning for tone. I can't because... I have kids. I can't go and quarantine for two weeks to be on set for three days. Wow. 
Wow. Now, I got to tell you, Nina, I have noticed a change in the Hallmark Channel, and I am very happy about it. Um, you know, it seems like, you know, the overnight the channel has become way more diverse. You know, they're they're in, involving stories with the LGBT community and it, it's good to see. Uh, and, and it's good to see that it, the channel is really making a solid effort at diversifying the channel. Now, now, what happened? Was there a memo? Was there a change? What, what went down? So- as of, I think it was last summer, there is a new CEO. Mm-hmm. And it started before that, though. It's it's just been, I think there were a lot, there's been a lot of complaints over the past few years. I would say 2019 and before that, things started to change a bit into uh, 2020. They weren't able to make as many movies in 2020 because of the shutdown. Uh-huh. But there was a lot of development happening. Nothing nothing slowed down there. I've never, ever been busier. And that was because they weren't as distracted with production and development. There was no production that took their focus. So everything was about development. And things started really moving so that when it was time to open, we could hit the ground running. Uh-huh. So about 2019, there was a lot of a lot of viewer complaints and people saying the network does not look like the world. Mm-hmm. And it, it felt to was- me as, as a viewer, like no one was being deliberately excluded, but that sometimes there was a bit of a blind spot to what else was out there. I think, I think a big part of it is that there's still, I saw some criticism today and I think the big part of it is there are there is like, it's almost like the old studio system where there's this staple of actors that, staple or stable? Stable. Stable? Stable. Stable of actors. And they reuse them over and over again and the audience expects to see them. Some I think they might have holding deals or, you know, six picture deals or whatever. I'm not sure if that's the case, but there is a lot of that that's still happening that, you know, the same favorites are still on screen. So there, there is, there's that that takes up probably a, a good percentage of the slots, the favorites and the deal. But what happened was it was getting to be really sort of cliche that in every movie there was an Asian assistant or the black best friend or something like that, that it was like they knew that they needed to do better and they made a commitment to do better. And then the new CEO came in and she was like, good, let's go even further. So um, that was really in, in 2020, things started to shift. Things started to change. And they were like, just don't it, everything has to stay on brand there was never going to be like sex drugs and rock and roll if you want sex mm-hmm. drugs and rock and roll go to lifetime we do if you want <laughs> yeah, we go to both it's for not, different reasons it's not ever going to be that even though there are changes and that things are different it's not ever going to be that it's still always going to be the hallmark brand but there has been a mandate that they've given to us as the as the writers saying be funnier, go bigger, go deeper, 
into the complexity of characters. It doesn't all have to be so right here. Uh You know, there can be the high highs and the low lows. If you want a character to be gay, do it. If you want, I never wrote my movies that this character is white, this character is black, this character is that. My my movies are always sort of, unless it's specifically like playing Cupid, which was a Hispanic family. So we put the culture into the movie. Uh Um, But in general, a Hallmark movie is plug in actor here. And it could always be anything. Mm -hmm. And so they're really um, making a concerted effort to have representation in the way that the world works. And I'm really proud of it, that, that we're, that we're able to go there and go a little bit farther. Now, another thing that I noticed too, one of my biggest pet peeves about a Hallmark movie is when at the end the, the the lead actress who's very busy with her career gives up her career to move and stay in the small town. And lately I've noticed in movies, in the Hallmark movies, that there's been talk of, well, hey, we can make this work long distance or we'll see what happens. And I love that. I love that the woman doesn't necessarily have to throw her life away. So she there's can- like no more of that. That is not, I, I was told yes. in one thing that I'm developing, I had a call recently and it wasn't that even that she was giving up what she was doing. It was that she was giving up what she was doing that wasn't right to do something else. And they were like, no, we don't even want her giving up her career. So then we changed it so that her whole motivation was more trying to prove herself worthy in her career mm-hmm. and succeeding in that sense um and feeling like she has something to prove to these guys it's like a whole music element it's it's for this christmas and it's really fun and really exciting and different and um involves a big musical group a big rock band so that's super fun Uh and um and i can't talk about it yet but i'm sure they'll announce it at some point okay but they um they want us to go to those places. So it doesn't have to be like, leave this for that. We can go now on more emotional journeys rather than it having to be something like tangible. It's, it's now delving into the complexities of character, which is a lot of fun. Well, I'm very excited about watching, uh, Please don't go breaking my heart. I almost forgot the name because of the the title change. Uh, it's on this weekend on Hallmark Channel. Uh, what time does it air? I think it's at nine o'clock. Nine o'clock on Saturday, correct? On Saturday, yes. Saturday the twenty seventh. Yes. Set and your DVRs. A lot. Of and then money. you have, then you have an, another movie coming too called Playing Playing Cupid, right? That aired in February. Oh, that already aired. Okay. That was uh, Valentine's. Yeah. You've had three movies out this year alone, correct? That's what? You've had three movies out this year? Mm-hmm. You've been and busy. I have two for Christmas. What? Wow. Yay. But again, that was because of last year's shutdown. There were, and I had, I mean, I'd shot like four movies in five months or something crazy because they, the shutdown, everything was development, development, development. So all this stuff that had been sitting in, there wasn't a huge priority. All of a sudden got to read, got notes, got to get that done. Oh, this is fun. Let's make it for January. You know? So 
things that had that that didn't have a high priority all of a sudden got another look because everybody was going through their stack of things that weren't that I had a script that had sat for a month for a year that they didn't read and then finally read it. And I think it was break a bootcamp actually. Wow. You said there's a, you said there's a stable of actors, but it also seems there's a stable of writers. So do they, do they come up with ideas and pitch them to different people? There's a couple of different ways that it works. Um, I sometimes will pitch stories myself. Um, I haven't really had time to do that lately because I've been so busy and I, on my slate, like for the past couple of years, I've just had at any given time between six and eight projects that I'm juggling in different stages. So it's, um, it's been kind of crazy, but either a producer will come to me and say, we have this book, we have this project, we have something, we want you to do it. And I had to turn down a lot of stuff that happened a lot over quarantine because Everybody was trying to get their development moving, and I got offered many, many jobs in that time just because there are probably 15 of us that work for Hallmark on a regular basis and understand how to, like all networks, you get a lot of notes. It's, it's not, people think it's so easy that you just like, oh, put idea into machine and out pops Hallmark movie. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they put you through the paces. They don't make it easy. It's not, it's not an easy thing to just sit down and write a movie. There's a no, lot. I wouldn't. Yeah. It, it, it's, we go through a lot of drafts, a lot of notes. And so it's, um, it's sometimes they will come to me. And say we need a writer either to rewrite or we just put something in development and they'll give it to me or they'll give it to one of the other writers. Sometimes I'll pitch an idea and wait to see if they pick it up. For every 10 that I pitch to go into development, they get Hmm. passed on. So it's pretty good. Yeah, that's a great track record though. Yeah. Yeah. That's also over a couple of years because I just don't have time to pitch that much new stuff. Um, I just did uh, have to pitch a sequel to um, a movie that I did a couple of years ago that is going to be moving forward, and that will be for next year. Um, But for the most part, producers will come and say, we have this book. Can you come on board? And if I have time and and it's something that I think that I could service well, then I'll do it. But... um, it works in all different ways. Hmm. I have a question. Let me know if this is if this is uh, crossing a line. You don't have to answer this, but does Hallmark have you on a salary, or do you do you get no. paid like project by project? Project by okay. project. Okay. And I, I tell you what, this past year, it like seemed like they quadrupled the Christmas movies, is it going to be even a bigger season this upcoming Christmas? It wasn't more than usual. It was the same amount. I think it felt like there were so many because everybody did like a zillion Christmas movies. Lifetime did a bunch. Netflix did a bunch up and, yeah, and, and, and uh, I, I, I think it, it's probably also because everyone was in that headspace of like, I just want it to be Christmas. I, I want the, the end of the year to be here. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was such a crazy rough year that I do think that Christmas was a welcome 
respite from the drama and it was you know even though people couldn't spend it with their family well people did spend it with their families that's why we had a huge surge oh. after it but you know that it was just like a happy time of year that everybody was ready for happy you know oh yeah oh yeah nina i'm ready for more happy yeah me too yeah. <laughs> after you know going through what we've all experienced in 2020 and now you're in 2021 and it, your career is having a very huge year because of in part the backlog and just in part because of your, your years of hard work like what's one big happy thing happy takeaway from 2020 it could be career related or not mm -hmm. we um had a lot of family bonding time like a lot of time with my kids and we would do we started doing these like Sunday dinners where we would cook together, all four of us. There were just certain things that really made us, you know, appreciate what we have. You know, we were, um, it was hard having them out of school. They've been out of school for an entire year now and looks like potentially going back, um, mid April and it's going to look different. And that's, it's hard, you know, having two little kids and, and not being with their friends and, are you know just being thankful for things like having our house in our yard where we could have the kids could play with their masks and be in the backyard with their friends and but there there were a lot of blessings that came to light and a lot of things that we probably normally take for granted that we were like oh this is you know a lot to be thankful for well, we are thankful that you, you took the time to, uh, to come, come by the show and talk to us again, Nina. Oh, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Don't go break my heart on this Saturday, March 27th, 2021 on Hallmark Channel. Thank you, Nina Weinman. Thank, Thank you, you for coming on. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.